Welcome to Karura's weekly podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time to journey with us. We hope your spiritual life will be transformed as you listen in. We start in three, two, one. Today we are going to talk about something that is very key to my heart because it pops up every single time that we have a conversation with young people. And this is the issue of truth. Now the year was 1914 when a bouncing baby boy was born. God had his eye on this particular boy and exactly 16 years later, God singled him out to be of great service to his kingdom. And that young man was Billy Graham. Billy Graham grew up to become one of the best and most effective and greatest televangelists at, during his time and greatest preachers that we still listen to to this particular time. He began preaching at age 16 and even at his departure at age 100, he was still serving the Lord. Now, this particular case of God choosing a very young person is not an isolated one. God has always chosen and used young people to serve during their generation many times. Look at Daniel in the Bible who was taken to Babylon when he was just 17 years old. And not only did he say no to the idol worship during his time, but he was, we are able to see him walking with God, him taking time three days, three times a day to pray. Look at the lives of Joseph who was taken when he was a young boy, who God spoke to through dreams and visions. Look at Timothy, who his mentor had to remind, you know, do not let anyone despise you because you are young, but set an example to all believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And the truth of the matter is God is still raising a generation of people who are after his own heart and singling out, singling out young people to be of great service and ministry in his kingdom. And you might actually know one, but I know many in the youth ministry who God is using in their spheres of influence to be, you know, they are becoming even as they are ambassadors of our Lord Jesus Christ in a needy world. However, the question that Eve was asked by the serpent in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 is still very much in play today. Did God actually say that you shall not eat of the fruit? Did God really say? And the serpent went ahead and said, you will surely not die. The word truth is being used so loosely during our time. It is now based on what someone feels or thinks at that particular moment. And we can see this through the discussions and conversations about contemporary matters that we are having today. However, our, as believers, the truth should be consistent with the mind, the will, the character, the glory, and the being of God. Truth is a self-disclosure of God himself. It is what it is because God declares it to be so. All truth must be defined in terms of God, whose very nature is truth. 
Now, during this season of elections, we have seen quite a number of fake news and misinformation going around, especially on social media, that has necessitated various parties to come up and say this is false. For us, we have God the Father, who is the God of truth. We have Jesus Christ, who is the spirit of truth. In fact, the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 6, that he is the truth. The Holy Spirit is um, many times referred to as the spirit of truth. Paul's, Paul calls scripture the word of truth. Jesus himself prayed and said, your word is truth. Therefore, everything about God is true. God tells it like it is. And if we are able to depend on God as the one who says the truth, who is the truth, and who, who we derive truth from, as one who never changes, then our approach to life might actually be different. Look at John chapter 10 verse 10. And this is what the Bible says, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ came that we may have life and life in abundance. The devil's agenda has always to kill, has always been to steal, and has always been to destroy. And during this time, we can see it so much, him being in action. In fact, he has been corrupting the belief systems of these young people. He creates doubts and causes them to doubt and to lose faith in Christ and the foundational teachings taught through Sunday school. He implants thoughts and doubts that, you know, did God really create me to be like this? And they even look, now we are even looking for reasons and situations to justify what we think and feel. But our task to these young people has always remained the same, has always been clear in the Bible. And the Bible says, preach the truth. Paul charges Timothy to be prepared in and out of season, to correct, to rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. The Bible says that for a time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to see what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears from the truth and turn aside to myths. And you can find that in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2 to 4. And that is the era that we are living in. People are surrounding themselves with people who will tell them the truth that they want to hear. Well, this gives us freedom to justify how we live. We are basing our lives on a truth that is not true at all. And one place where this, the idea of relative truth is faulty is when it comes to the way of salvation. There are now different ways and different concepts and ideologies that are coming up and telling you, you only just need to choose one road that you will use because all the roads ultimately will lead to the same place. Many are just saying, you know, just pick what you want and run with it. 
But the Bible is very categorical because it says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That no one comes to the Father except through him. Now, there are two things that I would like us to focus on. Number one, that God is the God of truth. Saying that God is truth extends beyond him just just being truthful. To declaring, you know, it's not just him declaring the truth. But he is the source. It comes from his nature. Other things can be truthful. But God himself is truth. And truth naturally flows out of his nature. As human beings, we know that we fail in consistency and faithfulness. But God never will. The Bible says that if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. God is truth and in him we find truth. And we know that the son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him. He is the true God and eternal God. Now there are people who have come up and said, you know, how do you know that God is true? Number one, God is always and very reliable. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3 verse 4, it says, Let God be true and every man a liar as it is written, so that you may be proved right when you speak and prevail when you judge. God is true. What he says is true. Who he is is true. He's been consistent through the ages. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He will never change. He is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he a son of man that he should change his mind. What he says, he will do. And so we can rely on him because we know that this God that we truly worship is very consistent. And the Bible talks about that multiple times. And the second thing that really encourages me is it's very impossible for him to lie. A faith and knowledge resting on the hope of the eternal life, which is God, does not lie. Promised before the beginning of time. And this is in Titus chapter 1. God does not lie. Hebrews 6.18, God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. So it is very impossible for God to lie. It goes against his nature. So this God that we worship, is truth in him is the truth and he is the source of truth and number two this truth that we are talking about is absolute and when we talk about the absolute truth is that which is true at all times and in all places now the challenge that we are facing at this particular time is the quest is not the question what is truth In a very disheartening documentary that was recorded probably in March 
or may. Someone went around the globe asking people a very simple question. What is a woman? And people in our generation are unable to explain who a woman is. And our society has become more and more secular. We seem to be getting enlightened, but we are slipping further and further away from the truth and our understanding of the truth and how we define truth. Which now puts us in a very interesting, interesting situation. No longer are we asking, what is the truth? But now we are asking, what is your truth? Paul tells the church in Philippi, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every other name, that the, by the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess have, sorry, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, whether or not you decide to take that as a truth will not change the fact that every knee will bow down in heaven, in, on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Whether you agree with the statement Jesus is Lord will not change the fact that he is Lord. We know that everything will bow down to the Lordship of our Lord Jesus Christ. What God says doesn't change with time. What God says doesn't change with time. What he thinks about sin does not change. It remains timeless. His word has always been, will always be, is the truth and will always remain true. Now this is a very difficult conversation because now you understand that the strategy of the devil is to attack the ideology and that is why we have begun by understanding that the God that we depend on is truth. He says the truth and he is the truth. So when you come across a young person doing the things he is doing, understand that it is starting with the ideology and the belief system that is being questioned. But the duty of telling these young people does not just rest in the youth ministry. Every one of us has been tasked to preach the word, to teach the truth. And yes, it's true. Sometimes we are moody. We don't want to listen. We seem difficult. We are defiant, you know, and you're even afraid to work with us. But we only just understand technology just a little bit more than you. And all that does not change the fact that we need to hear this truth and not just the truth about our actions not just about what I do or how I behave or how I dress but about the truth that is life giving the one that will transform our life so you may now ask okay God is truth but how do we apply it 
The Bible instructs us to seek the truth. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. And that is so encouraging. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. A worker who has no need to be ashamed. Rightly handling the word of truth. And it is very easy for us to take scripture out of context. We pick skip scripture and let it, you know, we, we, we choose which scripture to apply. Which truth to believe in. We speak meaning into the text as opposed to the text actually speaking and giving life to us. But the Bible instructs us to be faithful in handling the word of truth. And that doesn't just come easy. You will need to put in the work to study this word. And as we are doing this, there's a lot of undoing and learning that will be happening. Because as, as the world says it, just be a good person. Being a good person is not enough. Allow yourself to learn the biblical truths and understand them so well that you can teach a child. And it's not just for yourself, but for the generation. You see, like something like freedom is another word that is thrown up in the air in our youth discussions. But the Bible is very clear that you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So in order for you to be fully free, to be free indeed, the son of God must set you free. And according to John chapter 8 verse 36, Jesus says, so if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And that is what we are after, being really free. So the first one is we need to seek the truth. But the second thing that is very exciting because as a church you get to participate in this and grow together from the month of September is prayer. Jesus prayed in John chapter 17 verse 7 and he said sanctify them by your truth. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. We need to pray that God will sanctify us in his truth. That he will set us apart in his truth. And to you parents and guardians May you pray that God will enable you to raise a generation of children who will fear him greatly and worship him. Pray that the young people will have such a desire to learn about, the, about who God is and what he says. And it will reflect in everything that they do. Pray for honest preachers. The interesting thing is we are all growing old and all these preachers and pastors who you have known are growing old and we need to empower these young people who God has called into his work and pray for them 
because it's prayer that will shikilia them. We need to pray that men will take hold of their desires and and run with God's desires. Pray that the Holy Spirit will convict us as people, as his children to follow God daily, to die daily and to inspire all the choices that we make. A couple of weeks ago, Reverend Patricia shared a story of a mother who prayed for her child for many years. The child was a drunk and this mother would pray for this child for years and the son would mock her and ask her, why are you still praying? But finally, God answered the prayer. And to you parents who you think and you see that your children are not going in the ways of the Lord, pray. Because God actually answers prayers. You need to pray for them. May you be fervent in prayer. Waging war for the next generation. Because the truth of the matter is the devil is out to seek them out. The Bible says that the devil is like a roaming lion waiting to devour. And that is what he's been doing. He's been looking for a loophole in our faith. Seeming loophole. And utilizes it. One of the greatest reasons that young people have been giving about why they don't come to church or why they don't believe in God anymore, apart from all the other reasons, is they have failed to see the consistency of the faith in their parents' lives. So all they see is when you come to church, when they go to their different segments, and when you're leaving to go home. They are unable to see the faith at work in your life. But parents, be encouraged. Because God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You see, what is happening now is not new to God. It is not coming as a surprise to him. And the instruction to teach our children the truth remains fundamental. God instructed the children of Israel to teach the children the decrees of the Lord, to talk about them when they sit down at home and when they walk along the road and when they lie down and when they get up. It encompasses each and everything that they do on a daily basis. And to some extent, our African culture embraced that a little bit. Remember the wall hangings that we used to have at home? I recently visited a friend of mine who had an interesting wall hanging and it said, Christ is the unseen guest in every home, the silent listener to every conversation. We don't see those things anymore. They have now been replaced by beautiful, well-edited photos of ourselves and of our families, hung nicely. And that's not a problem. But we need to teach our children the truth of the word of God. 
not just by putting wall hangings and for us young people, not just putting I am a Christian on your Instagram bio, but spend time to live out your faith in all the spheres of your life. Unless we are diligent, our children will be slowly influenced by the world that they live in. And our voices will be slowed down and the voice of the world will be lifted high. The Bible urges us to let the word of God dwell in us richly. And teaching is not just a matter of, you know, speaking it out, but it is also in, in the doing. Your children should be able to see the kind of faith that you have. The way you speak, the way you dress, the way you interact with people. And if there is any discrepancy, they will see it for sure. And to you young people, faith is a personal journey. You need to put in the time, the energy, and dedication to constantly have a relationship with God. And you know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, yes? If not for any other reason, Remember that God knows you so well to the extent of knowing the number of hairs on your, on your head. And he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. That the grace of God has been poured out to all men, teaching us to say no to ungodliness and to worldly pleasures. There is so much comfort in this truth for every believer. That we trust a God who is true. Because God is true. All believers can rely on what has been revealed. God will never make any promise that he will break. The truth will never change in the future. Nothing inconsistent will come from him. And therefore he can be fully trusted. And how each and every one of us responds to the truth that God is true in him is truth. And what he says is true. Is only that which will matter. How you respond personally. So how will you respond this afternoon? Will you make the deliberate decision to seek him with all your heart? With all your mind, with all your body and with all your strength? Will you commit to share this truth with someone this week? Will you lean on him every day because you know what he says is true? Will you surrender your life to Jesus Christ as he is the way, the truth, and the life? In a very disheartening conversation that one futurist was sharing, she said that the population of young people is growing at a very fast rate. And therefore, by 2030, the rate of joblessness in educated people will have tripled. And that means because of the lack of jobs, then it will take such a long time for these young people to settle down. And unless we focus on value-based education, there will be an increase in psychomental issues. We think it's bad now. Not yet. 
And unless we help these young people develop healthy coping mechanisms, there will be a significant number of them dependent on drug and substance abuse. So the need of sharing this truth is very urgent. Things will always change. Everyone thinks that their generation is, is the bad one. But these things will keep on changing. The only constant thing is change. However, we rest because we know that our God never changes. What he says will always be. And we can depend on the God who never changes. The one who is reliable, the one who is ever true, and the one who keeps his promises. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for this afternoon. Thank you that you have watched over us, O oh God. Thank you that you constantly remind us of who you are. And Lord, even as we get to understand this matter of truth, to reevaluate our lives and see if our, the, what we believe in is what you say, and if it is consistent with who you are, I pray, O oh God, that you may remind us daily of who you are. May your mercies be ever new. May your grace be always sufficient in our life, as you have said in your word. And if there is anyone here, Lord, who needs to see that aspect of truth and consistency in their life, be it in you providing and you healing, because you know each and every one of us, oh God, I pray that you will meet us in a very personal way. And I'd like to invite anyone who has never really committed their life to Christ. You can trust in the never changing God. The one who never changes. Who was, is, and is to come. You can trust in the ever consistent, ever faithful, ever loving God. And it is so sweet to trust in Jesus. To take him at the word that he says. And as believers, that is what we do on a daily basis. To trust in Jesus. In the word that he has revealed. In who he reveals to us. So you may, may you take that opportunity. And take that leap of faith. To say that I need to believe in a God who never changes. Who is reliable. Who is consistent. And if you're there, the Bible makes it very simple. That if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And you confess with your mouth. Then you are saved. So all you need to do is believe in your heart. And confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And if you're there, could you please repeat this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe that you died for me and that you defeated the powers of darkness. Thank you for loving me while I was a sinner. Help me to surrender my life to you in totality. 
and trust in a God who never changes. May I see you at work in my life. And may I, all I do glorify you. And may I dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Has this message challenged you? We hope that it has been a blessing in your life. If you would like to give your life to Christ or talk to or pray with someone, kindly reach us on WhatsApp 0721 990 880. God bless you.